My Thanksgiving was excellent. Thank you. Um, on the Wednesday before Thanksgiving, just about noon, my ear, nose, throat doctor called me and said, uh, the lab reports came back from my second surgery in 17 days on my tongue and that all the margins were clear. So I'm cancer free. Thank you, God. So, um, pretty happy, huh? <laughs> yeah. uh, great day. We, we moved from that Thanksgiving holiday very quickly to a season in the church we call Advent. And uh, you see that we have beautiful banners up, brand new banners. Did you notice the pyramids and the banners up here to mark the season? Uh, thank you to people like Doogie Graham and uh, Jan uh, Thompson. Yeah, and just wonderful artwork here. Advent is that uh, word that means coming. And in the church, we celebrate the coming of Christ uh, not once as a baby and adult and uh, sacrificed Savior, but one who is coming also at the end of the time. And that's what the passage today was more about, the second coming of Christ, the one who brings everything to its completion, its, its culmination. To celebrate this season this year, I'm going to go different places in the story the Jesus story, our salvation story, and I'd love for you to come along with me to be grounded, if you will, to have a perspective each week. And um, so this first Sunday, uh, I would love for you to go to one of my favorite places in the world. So use your imaginations with me, go on a little spiritual journey with me to a hike I take along Osha Pass in northern New Mexico. Are you ready to go? So the car's parked, and it's, it's, it's already at high altitude. It's up about 9,000 feet or something like that. But that's okay, uh, because as you start to walk, even though the air is thin, it makes your lungs expand. Can you feel them? You just have to, and the air is so fresh because of all those pine trees, it's like the oxygen's being produced right there in front of you, all right? So can you breathe in that in? And it's just perfect. It's cool, but it's not cold, so it feels good to walk. Are you doing that? So you you can feel your body kind of warming up, and the sun's out, and it's there's hardly any wind at all, and it's just perfectly still. And, and I, what I love about this path is you walk along that uh, it's, it's kind of sandy, but it rained the day before, but it's not muddy. It's just perfect. You know, it, you're, it absorbs your footfall, but it's not hard, and it's not too soft. It's just right. And there's these little streams and stuff that you cross, but your feet don't go get wet. You know where to step on the rocks and to, to cross the streams. And Oh, in the wildlife, there, there's a grouse that just takes off, just like a shot out there. And, and there's deer, and there are even uh, some elk that you see. And there's hummingbirds that hover like helicopters along. And can you hear the ravens? They're, they're calling. They're, they're the raucous cry back and forth. And it's only about two miles, and the path is fairly level as you're walking along. And then you get to Osha Pass, and it's a gap in the mountains. And there's this, this valley, and it's grassy green and it opens up, and you walk across to the far side of the valley where there's this big, big, tall pine tree, and it's surrounded by some other smaller trees. But I always like to sit with my back to the biggest pine tree in the shade of that tree. And sometimes when I can't go to sleep, I sit there at the base of that tree after doing this little hike, and this is what I do. Whatever comes to my mind, I give that to God. I don't try to fix it. I don't try to explain it. 
I don't try to make it go away. I just turn that over. And sometimes there are great joys to be celebrated and God is just so happy to do that with me. And sometimes there are just deep concerns and things I feel so powerless about and I turn those over to God. And a lot of times as I'm sitting at the base of that tree, I fall asleep. I don't know where that is for you, where you connect with God, that place between heaven and earth. Uh, if you don't have a place, you can always go to my pine tree in Osha Pass if, if you want to. But wouldn't it be great to have a place where you know, without fail, that you could meet God? Some place between heaven and earth where you could have that connection Today, that place is the temple in Jerusalem. That's where Jesus says these words that He's talking about. Now, there's a picture of an old temple up here that we have. And to get to this temple, the Hebrew people, uh, they, they weren't real certain about uh, locating God somewhere. I mean, other religions, they had shrines and rocks and and temples all over the place, but the Hebrew people, they weren't wanting to locate their God, to tame God, to make God, uh, in fact, God didn't want to be tamed. So uh, when the Hebrew people left Egypt, you remember this story, and they head out across the wilderness for those 40 years? They didn't have a temple, they had a tent, right? A, a tabernacle, we call it. And God would go with them wherever they went. And the place between heaven and earth was always on the move with them. I, I love that imagery. Maybe God still does that. Doesn't want to be tamed. Doesn't want to be located. And still goes with us. It was when the Hebrew people moved into the Holy Land, Israel, that they built the first temple. Solomon in the year 953 B.C. is what my notes say. No, yeah, that's right. 953 B.C. Built this temple. He was to consolidate not just the religion, but the the politics, the kingdom, to have it all in one place in Jerusalem. And so this is the site of the old temple mount. God allowed God's self to, come, to be coming near to him. Boy, that's a terrible sentence there. But you, know, you, you get the, what I'm saying. God said, it's all right to come near me. Um, this is, this is my house. I want you to know that you have that security that there is a place between heaven and earth where you can meet me and you can come here. And one of the best ways to come into my presence is, is with thanksgiving. Kind of what I was doing at the first of this service to lay before God our offerings, our praise, our, our thanksgivings. Uh, people would bring material offerings, and that's what we're going to be doing here today in worship also, is making our estimate of giving cards and, and saying thank you to God. Remember that all that we have, we didn't earn. It was a gift to us. It just came to us, and we say thank you to God. That's one of the best ways uh, that we connect with God, is to say thanks. That's a place here that they did it, the temple in Jerusalem. Unfortunately, this temple was destroyed in 586 B.C. The Babylonians came. For you visual people and your historians, I'm hoping y'all are loving this piece. Do you like this? this? This was destroyed in 586 B.C. The Babylonians came in. And then it was in the year 515, Ezra and Nehemiah and that crowd, they came back and they rebuilt 
the temple a second time, and that was in the year 515 B.C. This new temple kept being improved. And let's go to that other slide. In fact, during the time of Jesus, can you see this, how it's grown? And even King Herod made vast improvements upon the temple mount. I've been to the Holy Land uh, three times, and the last time I went, let's go back to the, the temple slide, please. The last time I went, um, I had a very interesting uh, guide, and he said that excavations now have uncovered the steps that led up to the temple. It's on the highest point here in Jerusalem, on this mountain. And the steps were uneven, kind of like these steps here. <laughs> long, short, 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 long, long. They were, it wasn't all the same height and the same length. Why? Because you didn't want to come rushing into the temple. You wanted to have to pause. And so even the architecture itself made you slow down and say, how do I come into the presence of God? I come reverentially with awe. Where is that place for you? Where do you connect with, with God? Uh, maybe it's this sanctuary, but there are other places that you might do that. Where you slow down. Don't we get in a rush at this season? I, I, I know it's, it's, we just had Thanksgiving and then there was what, a Black Friday and yesterday was Small Business Saturday and tomorrow Cyber Monday. It's good that we have the first Sunday of Advent in here, right? Pause, <laughs> you know, break up our steps just a little bit instead of rushing in here. Uh, where, where is that place for you? During the time of, of Jesus, um, the temple was very, very important in his life and the life of the people. If you remember some of these things that happened around the birth of Jesus, there was a man named Zechariah who was a priest in this temple, and he had a vision one day that uh, he would be given a son, and that son was going to be John the Baptist. Do you remember this story? This is, this is a part of what happened in the temple when Jesus was born, he was presented as an infant in the temple and there was an offering made on his behalf to redeem him. When he was being presented, there was a prophet and a prophetess there in the temple and they made bold predictions about what would happen in the life of Jesus when he was just a baby. And you remember what happened when Jesus was 12 years old in the temple? Do you remember this? How he was talking with the elders and he was... Uh, kind of acting all manly and grown up and uh, kind of even separating himself from his biological family at that time. And later on, you remember Jesus in the temple when he cleared it of the money changers and he said, my house shall be called a house of prayer for all people. And this time when Jesus is talking with his disciples in the passage we had before us today in Mark, they ask him, um, Look at these marvelous stones. And, uh, and Jesus said, uh, uh, these stones won't always be here. When will this be taking place, they asked him. And he said, you don't know the times or the seasons. Don't worry about that. Heaven and earth will pass away, but my words will not pass away. And this temple was destroyed in the year 70 A.D., probably about the time that Mark was writing his gospel. Today, on the... Temple Mount is something, there's another view. 
This is the most common view. You've seen this view, right, many times. This is looking at it from the Mount of Olives. This is looking down on the Temple Mount and into the city of Jerusalem. And if, if you'd go back, please, just for a second. So this is not a Jewish um, worship center. This is the Dome of the Rock. Our Muslim friends have built their third holiest site right here where the temple used to be. Some of you didn't know that. But right where the temple used to be, there is now this Dome of the Rock. It is the traditional place where Abraham nearly sacrificed his son Isaac, holy to Muslims, Christians, and Jews. This is where all the fighting has been going on in Jerusalem. Remember just in the last few weeks how the Jewish authorities even shut down this site for a while because of violence surrounding it. Is this a place meant for violence, do you think? No. Uh, I, I wish more of our worship was like what happened a week ago Sunday at uh, the community Thanksgiving service when people of, of all faiths would gather and to remember that God didn't call us to kill each other in God's name, but to worship, to humble ourselves. Where is that place for you? where you can leave aside your need for vengeance and violence of getting back at somebody and to live in harmony, to live in community as, as God's people. I pray that it may be here. You know what the word Jerusalem means? The, the city of Jerusalem? Okay. Do a little Hebrew here with you. Anytime you hear Jer, it means city of. So like Jericho means city of the moon. Okay? Jerusalem, city of Shalom. City of peace. May it be so. May it be so. Jerusalem. We, we continue. Today, all that exists of the old temple mount is this outer retaining wall. What we have called the wailing wall is really the western wall. Those people are not wailing for the most part. They are celebrating. They're going like this, just to let you know my tongue works. They're saying hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah over and over again. But to American and British ears, it sounded like they were wailing. They were crying. They were not. They were saying praise God, praise God, praise God. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Over and over and over again. And today people are there. I, I know they are. And they're taking little pieces of paper. They're walking up to the wall and they're sticking it in cracks in the old wall. But it was just this outer retaining wall around the Temple Mount. That's all that exists today. Still one of the holiest sites for Jewish people. And again, I've been there three times and it, it still moves me today. Where is that place for you where you bow down and you offer prayers, where, where you praise God? Um, I was a pastor <laughs> starting out here at St. John's United Methodist Church in 79 as the associate pastor and Mal Herholzer, the senior pastor, one day came out of the, the worship center, the sanctuary, and uh, a man came out just crying out after him. I said to Mal later, well, what happened there? And Mal said, this guy just came in off the street and he just needed to come in and confess. So he made his prayer of confession and I forgave him. And then he went on his way. Where is that place for you where you can just leave your burdens, where you can be honest before God, where you can 
Praise God that God forgives you even. Where is that place between heaven and earth for you? Jesus said this in another place. He said, destroy this temple and in three days I will raise it up again. The temple does no longer exist there in Jerusalem, but it does exist in Jesus in His resurrected body. We who follow Christ look forward to that second advent when Jesus will bring all of God's purposes to completion. Our hope is in Him, not just in a place, but in a person. The passage that we had read before us today really emphasized the timing that Christ comes when Christ comes, not according to our schedule. And you know that, how Christ breaks into your lives right now at the most unexpected times. I'm here today to tell you that Christ also comes in the most unexpected places. That Christ comes between heaven and earth into our lives even at the shopping mall. Can I get an amen? <laughs> we pray that that happens, right? Even at a sports event, even when your team loses, even on the internet sometimes. Can I tell you this story? Sure, I'll tell you this story. I had a guy in my church who had an addiction to pornography online. And what got him was that there were these other people that would troll those sites who were Christians and they would help bring people out of that addiction. And that's what got him out of his. Amazing. You can meet Christ in the most unusual places. Maybe even here in this worship center. I pray that it's so. I do know this, that Christ wants to meet you. And He is the connector between heaven and earth. Watch, the passage says. Watch. He comes when and where He chooses. That's the good news I have to share with you this day. Amen.